0: And also EMF protection this is something that improves our life and our wellness and there are fascinating stories coming in about it my guest today is the co-founder of a new earth business which is based on spirulina the quantum superfood a super nutrient it is 4.6 billion years old, and it is here to assist us not only in health and well being, but higher consciousness. Let's welcome Lance Leonard to Quantum Conversations. Lance, thank you so much for being here. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, Lorraine, thank you so much for having me again. It's great to be here. I'm delighted.
0: Well, we are so glad to have you here because, one, this is an opportunity for those who wish to step into a new earth business and share this product with the world and also to talk about the beautiful health benefits from Spirulina. And what we love about it is there's been reports of people – Achieving higher states of consciousness with this. So I know we're talking about health, but do you want to talk about the higher consciousness aspects of this product?
1: Sure, I'd love to. And uh, some of your uh, guests may know listeners may know that is that we we did do another show about this and so there's more information than what i'm going to share today about this but it's great to go into this part of it too because it's uh you know it's not separate it's all connected the the consciousness of our uh, our ability to do things cr- to create different states of consciousness create different kinds of realities for not only ourselves but for other people is directly related to our physiology. And so by attending to that and understanding that those two things are not really separate, uh, then we we can do a lot better. We can, you know, feel better. We can create more uh, with with ourselves, like I said, and, and with uh, for those people around us because we're not – um, seeing things in separation that automatically is going to help us to do that um, by just thinking of it that way. And I think that um, uh, spirulina, and especially biolumina spirulina, and we mm-hmm. can get into a little bit about why that is so, but uh, is an incredible bridge between those two realities. It's, you know, the organism itself, uh, some people have said that it's a uh, almost a kind of a fourth-dimensional Organism because it acts very differently than other organisms on the planet. For for instance, it doesn't compete to survive, so it's completely out mm-hmm. of the the paradigm of competition. It it uh, it's been here for a very long time, and as uh, I'm sure many people know, uh, our Earth has gone through a lot of changes in the last four point or three point six billion years, and uh, that's how long scientists estimate that Spirulina has been here. And all throughout that time it has adapted to all of those changes and uh you know if we extrapolate that into our own experience right now we've we've been here of course a much shorter period of time than that, although we have been here a lot longer than the mainstream uh you know science uh, tells us these days and of course we're seeing evidence of that on a on a uh, pretty frequent basis now if if you're really paying attention um uh, you, you'll you notice that discoveries are being made that point to our human uh, habitation of the planet being a lot longer than what we were taught in school. But nonetheless, we are in a time of great change right now, and we need the support to be able to adapt to the change. And we are changing, whether we like it or not. Uh, that is part of the natural flow of what's happening here in this local part of the universe as well as uh, beyond and so eating this food this amazing organism putting this in our bodies is a way of supporting our ability to change and adapt to the changes around us and inside of us um, by its very nature Um, it's it's moving us towards a higher frequency Uh, we can see that in its effects in our bodies Um, For example, I'm sure most people are familiar with the idea of going out in the sun and getting burned. Um, Well, you can actually make a huge difference in your physical body by having a lot of pigments in your body. Most importantly, the blue pigment that is quite abundant in the the spirulina that we market, the, the biolumina spirulina, uh, mm-hmm. phycocyanin the phycocyanin will actually transform your relationship with the sun so that you wow. don't burn but instead you get the benefits of the um the sunlight which you know we we need the sunlight to live and yet at the same time we can get burned by it and that's because our frequency to put it in a very simple uh, way of saying it is our frequency is not Uh, aligned in such a way that uh, we benefit when we don't have those plant pigments. So there's a lot of interesting research going on now. Right now we know that this is something we didn't know that long ago. In fact, maybe even um, by the time of our last show, we now know that humans can do photosynthesis. Uh, we, We thought for a very long time that that was only in the domain of plants but actually we can do it in our own bodies now. In other words, we can have a relationship to light physically, I'm speaking physically here, that is different than what we were uh, taught. Uh, There are certain things that we need to do in order for that to happen. Um, One of the things that we do know now, the early, and this is science in its early stages, so we don't know everything, but we do know, that if you have lots of pigment, again, it's the pigments. These are the colors in the foods. Uh, If you have a lot of pigments in your body, then you can do the photosynthesis more easily. Um, Right now, we know that chlorophyll, for example, is necessary for doing photosynthesis. Uh, That's the green pigment, which, of course, is also in abundance in the biolumina spirulina. Um, A lot of people don't realize that there's quite a bit more of that in spirulina than there is in other plants that are normally taken for that purpose, like wheatgrass, for example. Um, not to say wheatgrass is a bad thing, but just that uh, you can get a lot more of it from spirulina than from wheatgrass. And so two of the things that are needed uh, to perform this, um, you know, this photosynthesis in your body is to, one, have a lot of chlorophyll, and two, uh, spend time in the sun when your body has chlorophyll in it. So um, don't stay inside all day <laughs> and eat a lot of bioluminescent spirulina and you'll actually do that. Now, you might think, well, why is that important? So what? You know, why do I need to do photosynthesis? Can't we leave that to the plants? Well, actually, it's very significant because the way that your body does it is through mitochondria. And the mitochondria are absolutely essential partners in human life. We, we can't live without them. They're not technically not part of our bodies. They're a different organism, but they live in our bodies and our bodies could not live without them. Um, in fact, our bodies are less than half human. We now know that uh, about uh, 47 something percent of our bodies are human the rest are other things like microbes um, bacteria viruses fungi uh, and also stardust too so uh, these things are all very important and they all point to something which is easy to miss if we reside in an old kind of consciousness if we think about uh, you know we're trained to think in terms of Uh, good and bad, and also in terms of, um, you know, uh, right and wrong and warfare thinking. You know, a lot of things are modeled after that kind of thinking. If you think about it, our medical system, uh, what does it do? It looks for the bad guys and tries to kill
2: them. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, that's probably a simplistic way of saying it, but that's basically the approach. So the idea is, oh, there's these bad germs or whatever they are, bad viruses or diseases out there we need to um, you know kill them off and in the process of course we end up killing ourselves too, not realizing that we actually have to have viruses there are positive viruses in our bodies right now just as there are positive um, you know fungi there's positive um, bacteria all of these things are essential it's a matter of balance and it's a matter of working with that balance instead of fighting against it. So um, the, the um, uh, gosh, you know, th- that was such a long rambling uh, wow. thing there. I, f- I forgot what the original question <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: the most fascinating thing there, Lance, was that the spirulina, 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 acts differently. Because it doesn't compete to survive. That right there is beautiful. And in itself, if we saw a photo of it, it is in the shape of a spiral. And when you were speaking of the blue pigment in the product, the phycocyanin, that uh, it is true. I And looking back when I've been using the product by Illumina, and then being in the sun and not getting burned, and that was really interesting, because that is a beautiful case in point. I did not know that. So
1: you, you noticed it uh, yourself. In other words, is that what you're saying?
0: Yes, you noticed, noticed it effect? myself, being out in the sun, you know, in the mm-hmm. tropics in Hawaii, and not getting sunburned, but mm-hmm. being out in the sun, right? So that was very interesting. Right. So. We've even
1: heard this from people who are like, you know, the kind of people who have red hair and really pale skin and just, you know, get burned at the drop of a hat, uh, so to speak. I mean, mm-hmm. we've heard from those kind of people, not just one or two, but a bunch of them telling us, you know, how happy they are because they like to do outdoor activities and normally, you know, they feel like they have to put all this stuff on their skin. And, of course, we we know a lot of sunscreens are very toxic and actually cause cancer so um and
0: bad for the uh, coral reefs mhm
1: yes right not yeah. to mention the envi- mm-hmm. the rest of the environment and of course we could assume that without even knowing it because we know that all the it's all connected you know we're not the minute right. we start you know attacking one part of our reality it's it's going to circle back in one way or another so isn't that great that you had that experience too? I I'm happy to hear it. You know, people meet me and they say, "Well, that's easy for you to say. You you have dark skin. You know, you you have a little more protection." Um, but but actually, um, you know, I I have the the wonderful pleasure of talking with so many people that I know that it's uh, it's good for everybody. It doesn't matter what your skin tone is, but especially for those people who naturally would have a stronger tendency to burn. Getting those yeah. pigments in
0: there. So those pigments, you know, we have
1: some,
0: I mean it's like a natural sunscreen. It's a it's a yes. sun, it's it, that's that's a really key point. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and it's not a screen in the sense that it's not blocking mm-hmm. anything. It's mm-hmm. harmonizing your body. Or you could say changing your frequency so mm-hmm. that the frequency of the light coming towards your body is not harming. Um, I, yeah. You know, you could compare it to resistance, electrical current and resistance. Where there's resistance, it creates heat. When there's no resistance, it just passes right through. So, like, you could think of it as, as removing resistance, which is um, mm-hmm. actually true for our other product, too, in Trinity. We, we can get into that, too. But I wanted to mention something else about the, the phycocyanin because this this blue pigment is so important. Um, you know, we call it a blue pigment, but actually if you take pure phycocyanin and put it in water, it's quite beautiful and uh, to see it uh, disperse into the water. But you can see that it actually has um, the colors, all of the colors in the higher frequency spectrum range. Uh, if you think of it in terms of like the chakras in the human body you know they each have a color uh, associated with them and the same thing you know if you look at a rainbow you can see the different colors in the order that they appear in in the rainbow it's not random uh, you know they're they appear in a different a certain sequence because mm-hmm. that's they're frequency based and so the, the higher frequency colors uh, the blue say let's say the blue on up you know the blue and the indigo and the you know all of those colors in that range uh those are all actually in that phycocyanin and uh and and the phyc the spirulina itself uh, or the phycocyanin I should say is not only light absorbing but it's also light emitting and you can see that too. With, um, in fact, we have a little video that we don't have it on our website, but we we will do that. And we're just going through a massive upgrade of our website uh, where you can where you can actually see that uh, pure phycocyanin in water. Um, we have a, a video yeah. of it in a little champagne glass swirling around. It's very pretty stuff. Yes, and it's so, a
0: cobalt. It's like a cobalt blue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Right. It's a beautiful, very, very, very pretty. But, I mean, mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say if you if you take that same cobalt blue color in the glass of water and you hold it up to light at different angles, you, you know, I, I, I'll have to show you this sometime, Loren. Uh, yeah.
2: You'll
1: you'll really enjoy it, but you'll see different colors. All of a sudden, you'll say, "Oh my God, it looks violet now." It looks, you know, you see wow. these different colors in it. It's very pretty.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: depending on what angle you're
0: looking at it from. Yes, it's fascinating. And so it's, it's, you know, even when you open this up and you take a spoonful, we'll talk about how we, we, we ingest this because um, it's very powerful. Lots of energy in the body. But when you take this, you can, you know, tap your spoon off. And sometimes you can see some of the blue pigment. Uh, It's in a really dark green pigment. That's what I really love about this. It's not a capsule. It's in powder form. And when we were talking about the chlorophyll, we have heard from channeled information from the higher realms that lightworkers absolutely can benefit from chlorophyll and from spirulina. And so... Mm -hmm. It adds light because this really is light. This is like eating light and being light. It allows us to hold more light in the body then. Really, that's what's going on.
1: Absolutely. You've described it perfectly and beautifully. And what's really wonderful about this is, at least to my way of thinking, I love how You know, we have this amazing sounding stuff that we're talking about, adding more light to the body. Anybody who's been working with their consciousness for a while understands the significance of those statements. And yet, even for somebody who doesn't go there, so to speak, they can feel the benefit of this in their body because these Mm -hmm. effects that we're talking about on a, you know, What, whatever you want to call it, a spiritual level, I guess you might say, are are actually not separate from the physical benefits. So you're you're really getting the full spectrum of support for movement. And and I will say that we've we've noticed over decades of working with this that there are some people, and there I wouldn't say the majority, but there are some people who are just absolutely not attracted to this at all. And I can, and and I can see, and we've had this, you know, we've had a number of people notice this. If you're paying attention, and if you're, you know, if you're in the business of sharing this with people, meaning you are taking advantage of the the uh, how we share the, the wealth, so to speak, with you by sharing it with others, you'll probably notice patterns with people. And one of the patterns we've noticed is that if somebody is really stuck and is not wanting to change or make any movement, then the likelihood of them being attracted to this is less. And I really believe it's because it is an opening for change and, Mm -hmm. and it, it naturally supports you to grow and change in positive ways. And if, if you're super resistant to that, uh, then you're going to naturally not be as attracted. So we, we always tell people that when they're sharing with people don't don't be invested in the outcome just let them you know uh know from your heart what it is that you know about it and if they're looking for that kind of energetic shift on any level they're going to be curious and interested and that way you don't need to try to convince anybody of anything um because the the product does that itself when they put it in their body
0: Yes, I do have to share. Even on the first time, the first time I ever used it, it was like night and day. It was so wonderful. Um, I was dealing with a little, I, I had allergies that were like hay fever allergies that would make me feel really congested in the lungs while I was sleeping. And this just, just the first day, it was really incredible. And I shared it with my cousin who has asthma and he does not like to use the aspirator, and this truly helped him immediately as well. And of course, on the light worker path, um, when we need more chlorophyll in our body, that really is oxygenating our body, and that's what this product does as well. And again, we can feel it on the very first time. So it really is a beautiful support product. And here's what makes it really interesting and very unique. And that's what is called quantum infusion. And here's the twist on that. This is using energy medicine to actually improve the ingredients, the components in this. So can you explain a little bit about what the, the, the quantum infusion mechanism is, what's going on here with that?
1: Yes, I'd love to. It's a fascinating thing. Um, You know, not that long ago, in terms of the grander scheme of things, people um, accepted and understood to some degree, especially people in uh, certain parts of the world like China and India, the idea of uh you know they have many words for it prana chi life force uh, nowadays we we call it subtle energy but it's the idea that there is an energy force that is not only important to living beings um, but also fundamental to the whole universe now in uh you know in in uh, modern times uh mainstream science does not you know they've rejected this view and the main reason is because they can't measure it with the instruments that we currently have so they say it doesn't work even though or it doesn't exist even mm-hmm. though there's a thousands of years of history Of this being used successfully in Asia, for example, especially in India and China, and and we know it works. And anybody who's worked with something like, say, acupuncture, knows that there's something going on there. There's you know that there's something real there, but because we can't measure it now, um, what's happened more recently is that we've discovered that. We're not, you know, not dealing with a full deck of cards or however you want to say it, but, you know, there's something that's been uh, uh, called dark matter and dark energy. Mm -hmm. And dark matter and dark energy, the first person to actually, uh, you know, notice that something was off in the calculations in terms of how the universe works uh, was a guy whose name is um, a Swiss astronomer, Fritz Zwicky, and he first observed that the calculations weren't right and that there had to be something else out there because, you know, the, the, they had these formulations for figuring out, you know, gravitational forces and all, all the different kinds of forces that exist and and what the universe should be doing based on those those ideas and so then that began a search and eventually led to what we now call dark matter and dark energy and what they eventually realized was this actually makes up about 96% of the universe so imagine that before that time all of science was only looking at 4% of the universe and that is exactly what we're talking about here we're talking about the utilization of dark matter and dark energy. And that's that's what we're doing with quantum infusion. Um, this has been shown in many, many ways over the uh, last uh, 50, uh, 60 years. One of the earliest uh, interesting things in this regard was a couple of people in the 1800s, believe it or not, uh, a woman named Annie Besant, And uh, uh, I don't know if it was her husband or if they were just, uh, you know, colleagues, Charles Ledbetter. In the 1800s, they decided to research the workings of the universe using their what we might call psychic abilities. And in the course of uh, actually several decades of research, in the 1800s, remember, this is in the 1800s, before there was such a thing as quantum mechanics or quantum physics, mm-hmm. they actually successfully described, and, of course, at the time it was seen as just a kind of a fantasy, they described several particles that later became discovered. They described them in great detail and very accurately. They described protons now protons were not confirmed until 1913. They described them in the late 1800s. Um, they described quarks and subquarks, which were not even postulated until 1964. So, um, and they discovered and they described the atomic uh, structure of over a hundred atoms accurately. They did this all with their um, ability to see. So one of the things that we know is that this subtle energy, this dark matter, dark energy, uh, this is actually something that can be worked with by humans through their consciousness. Um, Mm
2: -hmm. Now,
1: coming up to more modern times, there have been some outstanding researchers like Dr. Joey Jones of the um of UC Irvine. He's he's no longer alive. Uh amazing guy. When he was in high school, he set a world's record. He launched a rocket as a science experiment that went fifty two miles up into the atmosphere to measure radiation. Well he went on to do many things in his life, but uh in the in the um, latter part of his life he was at UC Irvine from about the late seventies on. And he did some amazing experiments. Um one of the things that he did well to back up a little bit there was a there was a qigong master uh named Dr. Yan Xin a medical doctor and also a qigong master who was able to do through you know these are scientific experiments that are completely acceptable to modern mainstream science that I'm talking about here he was able to do things that are supposedly impossible like he was able to at will change the decay rate of Radioactive particles at will. He could change them. Even he could even decide how much to change the decay rate. Um, I mean, this is unbelievable stuff. But this this is documented, and it's happened. Um, and he's able to do it at distance, a thousand miles away. In other words, the distance mm. has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, these can be shielded completely from all electromagnetic influence, and he, it still worked just as if. There was no shielding there. So what we're talking about is something that does not register with electromagnetic measuring devices. All of the devices we have for measuring uh, phenomenon are electromagnetic based. So mm-hmm. that's the that's been the challenge with um, modern science is that the inability to measure these things. But now that we have dark matter and dark energy, now how did we get that? We didn't get it by measuring it. We got it because – Uh, we could measure the effects of it. In other words, we could work backwards. We could see these effects, know that they do not fit the theories, and then say, well, how could that be, and then work backwards to the end result. Now, of course, that's a very simple way of saying something that's very complicated, uh, and I'm not uh, a scientist in that sense, so I couldn't describe the whole process but uh, nor would anyone probably want to hear it, <laughs> even if I could describe it. But the point is that this is this is a very tricky field to work in because you're working indirectly. Um, so yeah. these scientists who are willing to work on stuff like this are uh, what you might call uh, frontier scientists, um, you know, depending on your orientation. Some yeah. people might call them fringe scientists. But... I will say that some of these people doing the most interesting work are some of the most credentialed people on the planet. They're just, they just refuse to stay in the box. And thank goodness they exist. Um, yes. So Dr, Dr. Joey Jones at UC Irvine, what he was able to do is he was able to prove that the meridian system in the body as described by traditional Chinese medicine is real. And he did this using modern scientific equipment. And so what we are starting to see here, and this is a progression that I'm describing, is a, okay, we know this stuff exists. Okay, we know it's important and that it somehow uh, interacts with this world that we call, you know, the real world, the three-dimensional world, the electromagnetic spectrum, let's say. Um, This is the subatomic world, or another way to put it would be the pre-physical world. Or another term for it would be, say, the astral, or the, not the astral, but the etheric world, would be a, a more accurate way to describe it. So these terms have been used, uh, you know, in a lot, a lot of different ways. But what we see is that what's being discovered by leading edge science fits with what was known by what we might call mystics or psychics or whatever label we want to put on them from other times, people who could see things and could use these energies. So one of the things that we've done through, and I say we, I, I'm not personally taking credit for, for this. This is, these are some of the scientists that we work with, um, have done is created a way to um, actually um uh catalog uh, different kinds of uh, different qualities of this energy this is this is the real significant part here because uh, you know in the past uh, even in in the present according to most scientists there isn't the first thing known about it you know they all they know is that it exists and we can see the effects of it uh, so there's very or I should say very little known about it but what our scientists have been able to do, and the reason is because they have not closed themselves off from traditional knowledge, meaning like traditional Chinese medicine. In fact, they're trained in that as well. So they're able to say, okay, this, this corresponds exactly with what these guys said a long time ago, and thereby saving a lot of time in their experimental process. Um, but what we've discovered or what they've discovered is that, um, the energy has qualities, and the qualities are actually described by traditional Chinese medicine. Um, the the five element uh, idea of uh, you know the five elements. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of that before. Traditional Chinese medicine, uh, metal, wood, water, air, and fire, um, are those are those five elements, um, and they've been able to uh, catalog Um, the different energies of many things uh, in five main areas. One area is um, the periodic table of elements. So every single element that is known has been its energetic signature or what we might call its pre-physical form has been not only – it's been – What we're able to do is to store it. Now, you might think, well, how can you do that if you can't measure it? And how we do that is that we've discovered that we can influence the subatomic or pre-physical world using plasma generators. And um, now other people, besides the scientists we work with, have done some of this kind of work. But one of the differences with the work we're doing is that um, there is uh, a lot of electromagnetic noise associated with the plasma generators, and um, so, like for instance, um, there are many people out there who have devices that uh, are computer, uh, their patterns of energy that are stored in computers that they use to uh, for diagnostic and also healing purposes with people. These are these are a wonderful idea one of the downsides is that the, the devices themselves um, and the, the, um, the energetic patterns that end up coming out of them are polluted with electromagnetic energy that is not positive. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And another thing, of course, is the treatments themselves are not contained, and they actually end up treating more than just the patient. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they treat themselves, too. Um, and this this can actually be not a positive thing over a period of time for the practitioner. But that's, we're getting a little bit maybe off topic here, but uh, just to give a kind of a sense of this whole field, the, the periodic table of elements, um, the patterns that are traditional Chinese medicine patterns, which have been established over thousands of years, um, original patterns that we've created through experimentation uh, with the pattern generator that we use, and also uh, energies of specific plants, herbs, gemstones, um, you know, things like that. Um, and then also the energetic patterns of healers and uh, powerful uh, healers intent. All of these things, we have uh, a library of thousands of them uh, in, in our, at our disposal and And the understanding of how they work together, because they can actually cancel each other out if they're not combined properly so so so, what we're talking about here, and there's other experimental uh stuff I could talk about here that's gone on, but the main thing, as far as what we're doing goes, is we take these patterns, the beneficial ones, depending on what we're trying to achieve, and we're able to infuse them into different substances. And we've infused a set of patterns of energies, and it's more complicated when it's more than one. So it takes a lot of testing and, and that sort of thing, which we do before it's ever put out there. Um, and so what's in the biolumina are specific patterns that work really well together, and they work with people in a way that is um, beneficial to pretty much universally in other words, when we were formulating what we wanted a BioLumina to be, we wanted it to be something that virtually everybody would benefit from. So it's very basic. It's not, um, you know, specific for a certain kind of person or a certain kind of condition. It's made to be universally beneficial regardless of age, regardless of your condition of your body. Uh, it will do positive things for your body and also – for your consciousness by just putting it into your body um so uh, that's kind of an introduction to quantum infusion and uh, it's it's something that's quite amazing and what's really cool now is we're starting to have independent researchers meaning other people who are not part of our team uh, actually testing what we're doing and of course in the world of science that's a really you know, that's a great thing when other people can, uh, do an experiment and tell you what they came up with when they have no, uh, you know, interest in, in, the in, in the outcome. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's an important thing. Uh, right now with the EMF, uh, problem, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, and I know I'm jumping over to a different product here, but. No, that's, the EMS it's, yeah, it's
0: great. Go ahead.
1: The the EMF uh, problem, if you look at the research, you might be tempted to think, oh, well, some of these studies show that there's no problem and other ones show that there's a big problem. What's going on here? Well, if you take the studies and you separate them into two groups, the ones who were funded by the industry and the ones who weren't, then it starts to get interesting (laughs) if you look at all Mm -hmm. the studies who were not funded by the industry, um, about three quarters of them indicate that there's some serious problem going on. And one quarter says, no, there's no problem. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about only measuring one parameter, that's heating of the tissues. And that is not the only thing worth measuring. But we can get more into that in a minute. But the other studies that were funded by the industry, it's almost exactly the opposite. Um, three quarters of the studies say no problem at all, and one quarter says, "Oh yeah, there's a problem here. there might be a problem. So it is statistically impossible for there not to be some shenanigans going on in that with that kind of a result. Uh, you You wouldn't see mm-hmm. that unless unless there's some. Um what would you call it? well, to be polite, you could call it low grade science, but it's it's really you know people who are threatened because they're making a lot of money uh and yeah, and actually it's it. more than
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah there's there's more than that going on, and we can talk about that too, but uh you know it's not accidental, you know it's easy to always point everything as if it always has to do with money uh but it is more than that. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, for example, as an example of what I'm talking about, um, and I'm sorry, I don't have the dates on this in front of me, but there was a study done, and I think this was before World War II, where they were determining, uh, you know, they were looking at different ways to provide birth control, and I think this was in England, if I'm not mistaken, Um and they looked at, you know, chemical ways of doing it. They were, you know, they were exploring the possibilities. And one of the ways they found is that they could use um, uh, basically uh, electromagnetic fields. They could use uh, radio frequencies to sterilize people and as a possibility for birth control, right? So it, it, what they found is the very best frequency for sterilizing people is exactly the frequency that they chose to use for cell phones. Oh, now it might just be a coincidence, <laughs> but they knew this decades before there were any cell phones. Oh, and so and people walk um, around with
0: them in their pockets. Yes. Hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. They're they're uh, they're not a good thing. I mean, they certainly, you know, we there's no doubt there's a huge convenience factor with the technology that we have now. I mean, we're, we're using it right now on this call, of course. We we love what it can do in terms of uh, communication, in terms of, you know, right. um, saving us time. And um, But it's important, to, I think, to realize that a lot of things that um, people, uh, do, there aren't – I wish the world was just filled with really – uh, nice people, <laughs> but there are some. We're getting there. We're getting so... there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're working on it. There are some who are, uh, you know, they're you could call them damaged. Um, they have a different perspective, and and uh, one of the ways of introducing something that is not to somebody's benefit is through convenience. So I think it's important for all of us to. Think about that when we're adopting new things. You know, um, uh, you know, we we all kind of want to be a part of whatever the latest thing is, and you know, it's great to to uh, experience these things, but it's also good to look at uh, what what they what they really are. I have no doubt that the technology, the type of technology that we're using now, could be made in a way that was completely harmonious. Yes, um, and and I think those that information is already exists. Um, so, that is so what we really need is a sh- yeah. Say that again. I'm sorry. It is
0: new earth. It is what we are all working for as we leave yes. the old paradigm behind. So it's beautiful mm-hmm. that that information is there and it's being recognized and more people are opening to it. We are dropping into the heart and we are awakening
1: absolutely and you know we the more we the, the, the beautiful thing about it is as we do that it automatically affects other people even without um you know us saying anything it's just part of the field that we're enhancing when we wow. create a positive field it's it becomes a part of a larger positive field of energy um you know i wanted to jump back to the biolumina before we move completely on to the Intrinity product and say that uh, there's some new information out there, and I won't go into long stories about it, but the reason I bring it up um, is because it's so fascinating to me that this information that's now coming out as new information was something our mentor, Dr. Christopher Hills, who you know was the grandfather or father of spirulina, what a lot of people call him, Um, because he, more than any other single person, popularized it in the West. Um, He talked with us about this information like over 30 years ago. He was so uh, amazing in that way. He was so advanced in his thinking. And that is, it has to do with the phycocyanin. He understood the value of the phycocyanin a long time ago. In fact, he sponsored research at Harvard University with an extract that he created that was mostly phycocyanin that they proved uh, with animals it cures and prevents cancer. But um, he, he understood that there are many things about this blue pigment that are really important. And one of the things he talked about, and this is now starting to come out as as new information, is that phycocyanin in the body uh, turns into something called phycocyanobilin, which is sort of like an analog um, to um, uh, bilirubin in our body. And, and people with higher than normal levels of that are more or less um, protected from many kinds of conditions. There are many pathological conditions, um, you know, that are range from neurodegenerative disorders like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's uh, to cancer glaucoma diabetes um all kinds of stuff uh, vascular problems you know are are they're all related to um this uh overactivity of something called n a d p h oxidase it 's a metabolic enzyme in the body, and it's again it's not a bad it's not the bad guy uh but if you have you know too much of it then uh, you can have some problems. Well, the the um, psychocyanobilin or the bilirubin actually regulates that. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't block it. It regulates it so it's in a normal range. So if you have a little bit more of that in your body, um, you're going to be protected. And what are some of the results of that that you might notice besides the, the dire kinds of things I was talking about? Well, it could be something as simple as um, it actually um, affects Uh, it it moderates age-related body fat gain, for example, Uh, you know, and which is important because if you, you know, like one of the things that happens if you have a high sugar kind of diet, which hopefully you don't, but if you do and you have a lot of uh, body fat gain, uh, especially as you get older, um, that can lead to all kinds of problems, as we know, and this actually regulates that. Uh, so again, eating the spirulina, getting the, and not just the spirulina, but the bioluminescent spirulina, because remember, the bioluminescent spirulina has a minimum of 20% phycocyanin content. Most of them out there are 3%, 5%. Some have a little bit more, but um, nobody has 20% or more, and it varies with one crop to the next. But we don't buy it unless it's at least 20%, and we've had it as high as. Just under 25%, which is just unheard of, uh, even by a lot of spirulina gurus on the internet, aren't even aware mm-hmm. that that's possible. Wow. So um, that's just another thing that's just come out recently that we've known about for a long time, but it's nice to hear science saying yes, this is really true.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so yet another yet another reason, especially as you know as we age, but but coming back to the intrinity plus, which is our quantum-infused solution to EMF problems. Now, there's a lot of things you can do uh, to protect yourself, but but for those who aren't familiar with the idea uh, of EMF as a problem, um, EMF is electromagnetic frequencies, of course, and um, there's a lot of stuff going on with uh, studies. Now, we uh, not that long ago, I would have told you that I have 1,800 studies in my computer. Well, now it's it's actually well into the thousands. Uh, it's actually quite amazing. Just the, I was going to say the Navy, but I'm not sure if it was the Navy or the Air Force. The military, let's just say, alone, I think it was the Navy, has over 2,300 studies of their own showing biological effects. This goes back to the 60s or even earlier, I mean, this is not news. What the industry, you know, hides behind the cell phone industry, for example, is they say, well, you know, you haven't connected it with cancer. So even though we can show, you know, hundreds of different negative biological effects, uh, they say, well, you know, doesn't cause cancer. Well, actually, that's not even true. It's just that the studies take a while to catch up. Well, a few years ago they could get away with that. Now that's starting to change. We're starting to see, yes, there really is a connection between that and cancer and many other things too. Many, many negative outcomes, uh, you know, um, are known now to be associated with low-level EMF exposure. In other words, um, non-ionizing, what they call ionizing Uh, levels are levels that are high enough to heat the tissues. Um, That's another thing the industry hides behind is they only measure heating. Uh, They don't measure anything else, and that's, as I said earlier, a big mistake. Well, it's not a mistake to them, uh, but it enables them to get away with saying that it's safe. But here's some of the things you might notice if you're – reacting to EMF exposure. And this can be from your cell phone. It can be from your uh, smart meters if you have those. Hopefully you don't, but they're certainly putting them all over the place. Uh, it can be from cell phone towers. It can be from your computer. It can be from many different sources. Uh, but you might uh, notice headaches. You might notice uh, disrupted sleep patterns. Um, you might notice a heart Palpitations or, um, you know, different things going on with your heart. Uh, tinnitus is another one, uh, just general fatigue, depression, anxiety, uh, difficulty concentrating, forgetfulness, infertility, skin rashes, um, vertigo, nausea, uh, decreased immune system function, um, and all kinds of other endocrine-related uh, and uh, ner- nervous system-related problems are associated with EMF and many other things too. Um, so we we know that this is going on and uh one of the strategies that people are taking is to reduce the EMF in their homes. And this is something that you do have some control over and we recommend that you, you know, take steps like uh certainly the the most obvious thing is some um, you know uh Wire your devices instead of having Wi-Fi. If you can't do that, make sure to at least turn it off when you go to bed. Uh, you can even put it on a timer if that makes it easier for you. Um, you can do things like uh, taking, um, uh, you know, don't don't make your house into quote unquote smart home. Uh, you know, uh, it's just it's not worth it. Um, you know, don't do not sleep in a room with your cell phone. <laughs> put it somewhere else. Uh, many things like this you can do, uh, or at least turn it to airplane mode. If you have to carry it around in your pocket, you can turn it on airplane mode when it's in your pocket. Um, you know, you can turn it off in your car. Your uh, your car might have Wi-Fi. Um, there's other things you can do, too, like uh, use Epsom salt baths. Those are really good to help re- release energy from your body of that type. And actually, they're good for other things, too, as you may know. Um, fluorescent light bulbs are another one. Uh, they're not, not good. Um, smart meters, if you can get rid of your smart meter, that, that would be great. And, um, laptops are another one that are pretty, pretty, um, big source of EMF. So there are many sources and there are many things you can do, but one of the things we don't recommend, and this is becoming more popular, there are devices out there that you put on your cell phone that claim to block the EMF. Well, it may be true that they block it a bit, but uh, what happens is your phone ends up working harder to connect. So it's actually, you know, putting out more EMF. And the other thing about that is even if it were true that it were a good thing, which I don't think it is personally, um, you know, you're surrounded by other people's phones the minute you're anywhere public, and phones are just one source of EMF or RF as as the, the specific uh, frequencies from phones are called radio frequencies, but the um, bottom line is they're all negative. And, um, and so what we do with the InTrinity Plus is we use quantum infusion. Quantum infusion works on in the subatomic realm to actually work through those subquarks to shift the energetic patterns of the energy itself that's coming towards your body. In such a way that it does not harm your body so um, again it's not shielding you from the energy it's changing the energy so that your body does not experience the harm just very similar to what we were talking about with biolumina in the Sun the pigments mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I like about it is it's kind of like mimicking nature in that sense uh, very much so um, so um, another analogy, again, that I use is uh, electricity going through a wire, uh, again, making heat. Same thing happens when you put the cell phone by your head. It heats the tissues. So how do we know it works? Well, um, aside from our own experiments, there was a uh, one done by uh, Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. He's a, a renowned researcher over in Arizona at the Center for Cognitive Enhancement. He did a study using our technology and basically, oh, wow. we have this on our website, and uh, it's it's uh, involving a bunch of you know volunteers, <laughs> guinea pigs, I guess you might say, and they hook them up to brain monitoring and imaging equipment, and then they get a baseline. They get to see what their brains look like on the screens, you know, not 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 a literal picture, but uh, a um, uh, a software that models the uh, two things, actually, they researched, not just the heating, but also the brain waves, which are another thing that changed with EMF. So what they did was they hooked them up to this equipment and then got a baseline, and it's a whole group of people, and then they have them all start talking on a cell phone. All the time they're recording what's happening in their brains. Well, after just a few minutes, the brain starts to heat up. And wow. it's interesting, you know, men's and women's brains heat differently, But it's negative for both of them. Um, By the way, all of this that we're talking about is absolutely the worst thing for children. There is everything that we're talking about is multiplied, uh, orders of magnitude worse for them. Like with the brain stuff we're talking about, their brain heats much faster because it's not as hard and thick as an adult brain. Uh, So just remember, everything I'm saying to you is much worse with a kid. The younger they are, the worse it is. Keep that in mind when you're thinking about, like, if you're of childbearing age and, you know, you're, you're, you're gonna be exposing yourself, uh, you know, please try not to do that because it's, it's really, uh, really not good. So then, uh, they also noticed in this, getting back to the experiment, the brain waves change and, uh, in a negative way. They become, they go from a coherent state to a not coherent state pretty quickly. Um, so then the next day they all Come back and they do the same thing again. This time they're wearing the Intrinity Plus technology, and even after 30 minutes, there's no heating of the brain, men or women, and there's no change to the brainwaves. So um, you know this is this is substantial scientific research that shows that this is working, and so. What I like about it is you can do one simple thing, and that's kind of like spirulina. You know, I tell people if you're going to only change one thing in your diet, because there's other good things out there. You know, I mean, I, I use many different things, uh, although I would I, – I just – if I only had one thing to use, there would be no question it would be biolumina. But it's not really – it's not a supplement. It's not a drug it's a food that I intend to eat the rest of my life. I've been eating it since 1980, approximately, and so for a very long time. But the same thing with the in-trinity. If you're only going to do one thing, put that on. Uh, do I do other things? Absolutely. I, you know, I, I've, uh, we've, we've wired our office, so we don't need to have Wi-Fi. We do have Wi-Fi. Sometimes if somebody comes over and they, and they need to use it for some reason, we can just turn it on. But, um, you know, we we try to minimize our exposure to things like that. Um, And, you you know, I recommend the same thing to you. But um, this is one thing that as long as you're wearing it, uh, you know, you could make your house a complete Faraday cage, which we've known some people who have. In fact, one of our customers, uh, he was one of these people who was – he is extremely Wi-Fi sensitive. And he could literally not hardly go anywhere. And he was a guy who used to love to travel. And we see this a lot around Silicon Valley. People who are extremely exposed. And then, um, suddenly they, their body just says, no more. I can't do this anymore. And they have to change their whole lifestyle. Um, and he, he was one of these people and he got the intrinity. and he said, I can't believe it. I can travel again. I went off to a conference. You know, at, I was fine. And, I mean, his whole life is transformed just from this one thing, and it's nice because once you once you own one and you start wearing it, you don't have to buy another one. You know, <laughs> that's it. it, it it's uh, it lasts for a long time. Uh, we do make them in three different sizes, and the two, the medium and the small, are just mostly a matter of personal taste. Uh, most the most popular one is the medium size because it looks. They're, they're all identical. They're just different sizes. The medium one looks the prettiest. It is a gorgeous, sacred geometry uh, infused jewelry, and it's made of solid sterling silver. So we, we jokingly tell people look at the economy. You know, it goes completely bad. You can melt down your Trinity Plus and use it for money. <laughs> of course, <we> hope <laughs> you know, never do that. <laughs> we hope you never have to. <laughs> but it is uh, handmade. Every single one is handmade and they are uh, absolutely gorgeous, and, and, and people will ask you. If you're wearing them out on top of your shirt or something, they'll see it and go, what is that? Uh, it's beautiful, and then you can tell them. If you don't feel like talking about it, by all means, tuck it under your shirt because uh, people will ask you. But the, the, the large size has a unique purpose. You can still wear it. Uh, most people don't want to wear something quite that big, Uh, it's not huge, but it's, it's, you know, certainly bigger than the other two. Um, yeah, but it's also stronger. And so it's designed to treat a whole average size room. So for example, you may want to use a large one if you have a baby and the baby's in a crib and you can't really safely put a necklace on the baby. So you put up, you hang the large one nearby and, um, and then the baby is protected. Um, Some people who are extremely sensitive uh, use the large one and a a small or a medium. Uh, One person I'm thinking of moved into an apartment with a whole bank of smart meters right near her apartment, did not know that was going to be a problem, and then all of a sudden she literally, like, can't sleep more than an hour a night or at a time, I should say, and um, she has headaches every day and she's a healer and a licensed massage therapist and you know basically very sensitive wonderful healer actually um, but she was basically going crazy and um, she she bought two of them uh, a large one that she hangs in her place and then a medium one that she wears and she has had a life transforming uh, transforming experience as well uh she's um no longer has the headaches and she said with she noticed the difference immediately, and within one week, she had no symptoms at all, no more sleep disruption and no um, headaches, of, you know, of any kind. In other words, she was feeling like she used to before she moved into the place. Um, so, wow.
0: Well, I love the science research with Jeffrey Fannin behind it because that is actual scientific research that shows the effects of it. That they are able to yes. measure the effects and that's yes. what people need and so good work on that. You know, you would think that, uh, you could just hang one of the, the large one in a room if it, if it protects a room, especially in our bedrooms. If, <laughs> you know, would you still sleep with Wi-Fi on? It's kind of interesting. Those you know, with know, uh, teenage kids turning off the Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, right. <laughs>
0: well,
1: you know, here's, I always just err on the cautionary side, you know, I, the precautionary principle. I, I think, you know, yes, we've measured heating, we've measured brain waves, There's other stuff that may be going on. I don't mean to, I mean, this, this may be completely protecting us, but it just seems silly to when you can so easily turn it off. And, I do hear what you're saying about teenagers. <laughs> it is really hard to, for them to do it. And I would say, you know, if, if you're in a situation like that and you can't turn it off or you can't, I mean, I've gone to places where I have visited where, you know, I had oh, to yeah. literally sleep next to next to somebody's, you know, uh, router um, or something, you know, um, and there was nothing I could do about it. And so I just, you know, I just slept with my large and trinity hanging right by my head. Um, in fact, every night I wear a large one, and I just say, I jokingly say, well, I'm just helping other people around me by protecting them. Uh, and we mm-hmm. we do have a number of people who like to wear the large one. Some people just like the big jewelry thing, you know. <laughs> I call big it the bling, bling effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, I hang, you know, it's to me it's too big to actually sleep with. Uh, the big one, that is. And that's why some people like the smallest one because they actually sleep with it and it's no big deal. Uh, and I know people who sleep with the medium one too. But I, I take mine off and I hang it, you know, it's within about two feet of my head. It's right there uh, okay. by the bed. But,
0: so That'll be I interesting would, you know, if, for those with sleep issues, like if we wake up and uh, it would be interesting to see how we sleep with, with um, tools like this.
1: hmm and I would say, you know, I'd go a step further, especially if you're really sensitive. You know, um, get one to wear that you can wear all the time, and uh, put put if you have a smart meter or something, put one near the smart meter, uh, the big one. You know, because that that would be really good thing to do too. Um, again, you know, there are a lot of companies out there with products. Oh, put this on your cell phone. Put this one on your computer. Put, you know, I to me, I think that's just a way to sell more stuff. Frankly. Uh, you don't. You don't need to buy twenty five things. And even if you did, as soon as you go out the door, again you've got the same problem. You know, you're 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 still. You can't walk up to strangers and go, oh, Could you put this thing on your phone for me right now?
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah. So by wearing uh, so, you know, it, you're actually walking around in that. Uh, we could call it protection, but it's reharmonizing or repurposing the energy that you're walking into.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And uh, it's a a better approach, I think. It's more, uh, you know, it's just better from a, you know, spiritual perspective, but it's also better on a real practical level. Uh, It just works better.
0: Yes, okay. Well, both of these products are available. Um, Your company is New Phoenix Rising, and what's beautiful is that you've set this up for people to make it a part of their, Repertoire of New Earth products. Um, We could call it a multi-level marketing system. Personally, I'm not fond of those systems. However, I do understand the value of them. So you've set that up to be able to be shared by people, and yet there's integrity of New Earth that supports them and brings forth a very quality product. So both of these products are available on the special offer that you've got for us. That's available at AcousticHealth.com forward slash special offers forward slash Biolumina. And you'll be able to look at both of those. I want to talk real quick about how people ingest um, the Spirulina Because it it goes really well in smoothies in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the day, but people can take it whenever. Um, We've mentioned before that a smoothie, I use coconut water, a little bit of frozen Mm -hmm. fruit, and then half of a frozen banana. And that sweetens Mm -hmm. it up, and it makes me able to drink it. Sometimes it looks so dark green, it looks like oil. And it's just Mm -hmm. so, the banana makes it um, taste yummy and mm-hmm. it makes us feel immediately energized. Do you have yeah. another favorite way you like to take it?
1: You know, I what you described is something like what I typically do kind of through the summer months and then for some reason when it gets to be fall, my body starts shifting and I kind of move more towards vegetables. Like this morning, uh, for example, I got out my juicer and I made some uh, carrot, apple, ginger, lemon, celery, cabbage juice.
2: <laughs> and yeah. I just,
1: you know, that's that's what I had. <laughs> and so that's what I put in my juicer. And I drank a little bit of it uh, just because I wanted to taste it just like that. And then I took the rest of it and I poured it into like a little, you know, quart jar uh, mason jar, and then I put the biolumina in it, put a tight lid on it, and just shook it up and drank that, and that was my main smoothie of the day. Um, what I notice is it does taste good with certain savory things too. So um, the, the, the advantage of the drink idea is you can get a decent amount of it into your body in a relatively simple and quick way. And mm-hmm. I like starting the day with it. It seems to make the whole day better. But, you know, sometimes I'll take it late in the day or even as dinner. If I if it gets late and I don't feel like eating a lot of food, you know, because I don't want to go to bed with a full belly, I might do something like, uh, like that, you know, a, a drink. Uh, coconut water, what you mentioned, is great because it's um, so good for you and so simple and does change the taste. A banana will change the taste a lot. Uh, The taste is better than other brands of spirulina. I will say that. If you've taken other brands, you will notice that it has a much nicer taste. But it still is spirulina, and it's different than what most people are used to eating. If you haven't eaten spirulina, you'll probably want to do it in a way that, like you described, but. Um, I like to play with it with other foods, too. Um, and so sometimes I'll take, you know, uh, most of my dose in the morning, and then I'll add it into other things later. Uh, and those can range widely. Um, one of my favorite mm-hmm. kind of fun ways to eat it is on popcorn with nutritional oh. yeast. <laughs> and if you, you can put butter with it, or if you'd rather, uh, you can use something like coconut oil um on it and maybe it, depending on your taste you could add a little garlic or something like that and it's
2: unbelievably
1: yes. addictive people try it i mean kids try it, and they just go they look at it and they go what is that but then when they taste it
2: <laughs> green it popcorn. is
1: so good it's so good yeah, <laughs> i am going to try that i've seen it's it's it a mess it is a mess
0: <laughs> right fact,
1: because people always, they, it's they, such a they
0: green yeah it's such a green product so gosh make sure that lid is on
1: (laughs) yeah and the popcorn you know when people always laugh when they see me eating popcorn with a big spoon and why are you doing that and i just say well try eating it with your hands and you'll you'll find out why (laughs) And your
0: fingers green and blue yeah
1: which can be fine too you know you can always lick your fingers if you want it to go that way so um, but that's a that's a really fun way And uh, you can put it in soups and uh, stir fries and salads. The main thing is if you're putting it with cooked food, put it at the end so you're not cooking it. Uh, Like if you put it in soup, my suggestion is just put it in the bowl that you're eating, not in the whole uh, batch of soup. And that way you're you're maximizing its potential. And also if you have leftover soup, it doesn't have the biolumina in it. The spirulina is incredibly stable when it's dry. It'll last longer than any food we know of. I mean, literally, I've had some 15 years old that's just fine, not refrigerated or anything. Uh, We can't legally say it has a 15-year shelf life. They don't allow us to say that, but I'm telling you that I've had that experience before if it's dried properly. On the other hand, when it's wet, it is the opposite. It's very um, unstable once it's wet. So if you're going to you know, make some in the morning and then drink it later in the day or throughout the day, Uh, my suggestion is keep it refrigerated at that point when it's in a liquid form.
0: Yeah, it's best Um, to drink it right then. Yes. (laughs) If
1: if, if I might add in, you know, when you said something earlier uh, about the multi-level marketing plan, I just wanted to say something about that is uh, we're really committed to the model because we we know that it can be used as an instrument of consciousness. We also know that uh, no other – well, let me just put it this way. When we joined Force Company, which was our mentor's company, Christopher Hills, he had a network marketing company that no longer exists. When we joined it, we didn't realize what a unique situation we were getting into because we'd never done any network marketing. I mean, we'd heard of things like Amway, and, you know, we knew it existed, but we didn't really know much about it. And uh, later, when that company went away, we tried. We explored many other companies, and we started to see that there really wasn't anyone around doing anything like what Christopher Hills did. Um, and since then, of course, we keep our eyes and ears open, and there, are, a lot of companies have adopted a lot of the languaging of it. But as far as actually coming from that place of consciousness, we, we just don't see it. Um, and so some of the ways we express that are, one, is we try to make it, um, as user-friendly as we can in the sense that, you know, like, for example, in other companies, if you're building a business, you have to spend quite a bit of money just to get paid. In our company, we've arranged it so that you can just have three customers and get your BioLumina for free every month and be qualified for any bonuses that you have with just those three customers. So, in other words, you you yeah. all you have to pay is $8 for shipping to get your check. And we have an account built into our system so that you can actually use your earnings to cover the $8. So you can literally run a whole business with, um, you know, no credit card and just completely, um, you know, from having those three or more customers. Um, so – and a lot of people, you know, that's all they do. They're not interested in building an income, but they love the product and they love getting it for free. And so they just share it with a few – Mm-hmm. And, they, and they want to share it, so they have a few friends that take it as, as retail customers. And uh, and believe it or not, that's another kind of myth of network marketing. Some people say, well, there really aren't any retail customers because you know people can sign up and, and get a discount, which is true. And in fact, in our company, we make that very easy. But there, believe it or not, we have a higher percentage of retail customers of any company I've ever seen. Uh, and I think it's because. Uh, two things. One is, you know, like, like yourself, a lot of people don't like network marketing. And, but they love our product. Yeah, and so. Product. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the, pri- and the price of it is actually, for what you're getting, is quite good. And, um, we, we actually make less money on it than the industry standard. And that's because we just feel like we want to make it, get it into as many hands as we can. So that's all I want to say about that. But,
0: yeah, well.
1: We,
0: and well, that's beautiful. Go ahead. What what would you want to add there?
1: Well, just to add that we we do a lot of other cool things like we feed people. Uh every time someone earns free product, we set aside a little bit of that sale and we feed people. We've done it through organizations like Food Not Bombs. All they do is feed people. They don't have any, you know, religious uh connotation or anything. They just feed people anybody who needs it. Or wants it, and they do all organic. Um, and we've also gone through um, this place called the Wellness Kitchen, where they um, make meals for people who are, um, uh, you know, dealing with uh, illnesses that are um, debilitating. And so now they're adding, and their meals are all organic, really high quality. And now they're giving their people. By Illumina, as a result of our donations, too. So, and we, we will continue to do that and many other things as we grow, uh, supporting a lot of nonprofit work. And in fact, um, uh, we ourselves uh, worked a lot in the nonprofit realm before we went into business, and we still have a number of nonprofits that we've either started or have a lot to do with, and including one we have right now called Meredith, which is for young people to uh, help empower them to heal whatever they need to heal, to get in touch with what's in their heart, what they came here to do, and to become empowered about doing that uh, because we believe that the young people are really, you know, they're the future and they need something that the mainstream culture is not giving them. So we're, we're doing that through the context of building a wooden ship. And um, once that ship is completed, we will continue to work with young people on the water, on the ship, in various parts of the world. So, and you can uh, go check that out at meredithproject.org. Meredith is M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, project.org. Um, anyway, so
0: beautiful. that's what I wanted
1: to say about yeah, that.
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing that that beautiful story. You could, you do a lot of service work. You and your wonderful wife, Lindia, are just tremendous people and we just thank you so much for bringing forth products like this because it really does come from your heart. The integrity level is top notch and I just thank you for that. Oh, So before we wrap up our conversation, I just want to say again for our community to check this out. You can make it a business. Um, You've set it up so $5 $5 to join as a business to get mm-hmm. your uh BioLumina for $50, or you can buy just a jug for 60 Now, let's talk about the size of this, because one jar, for me, I may not take it every day. It's a regular part of my mm-hmm. life, but one jar will sometimes last me six weeks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's what not unusual. That?
0: How long does one jar typically last with daily use? If you take
1: a rounded tablespoon a day, which is what we suggest on the jar, then uh, it's about 30 days. If you take a measured tablespoon, it's a little bit more than that. Um, If you take intermittently, then it's going to last, you know, anywhere from one to two months. Mm -hmm. Um, If you take more than a tablespoon, it will last less than a month. Um, personally, I take two to three tablespoons a day. So for me, I go through one in quite a bit faster than, uh, you know, some people. The people that we notice who are getting results who are dealing with, you know, serious conditions, um, they're usually taking a minimum of three a day and often four tablespoons a day. Um, we've had people come to us and tell us about very – wonderful dramatic healings they've had using that amount and you know i would say that uh, you know we can't obviously guarantee anything in fact we're not even really legally allowed to talk about curing anything but we do get some pretty amazing uh, stories from people and as you could imagine with 40 years or so or i guess it's been a little less than that but uh, something in that range 30 over 35 years of Uh, paying attention to people's results with some version of this product, we've heard quite a few stories, very positive uh, Mm -hmm. things happening. For myself, I can just say I just just don't get sick.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, one last question that comes in. There are other products out there. And, again, some Mm -hmm. of those are in tablet form or capsule form. And I won't say any brand names, but how is this spirulina, spirulina different from other blue-green algae that's out there?
1: Good question. Um, well, there are a number of differences. Um, first of all, one of the things that happens a lot is, and this even happens with, like, doctors and people from the universities, uh, they mix up uh, different blue-green algaes and apply, uh, you know, certain types of information across the board, which is not true. Uh, For instance, there's a blue-green algae that is grown in Oregon in a lake there that um, has some wonderful uh, components in it, but we don't recommend it because um, it's dangerous, because uh, it can develop a neurotoxin itself, and it also grows where other uh, competing organisms uh, produce neurotoxins, and it's very difficult to tell when that's going on. Now, that algae is often confused with spirulina. It's not spirulina. It's a completely different organism. Um, uh, so, uh, But there are other algaes that are beneficial, uh, like chlorella, which is also not spirulina and has its own wonderful qualities. It's not in the same class as spirulina because it doesn't have nearly the broad spectrum of nutrients in it that spirulina does. It does certain things very well, Uh, for instance, removing uh, heavy metals. Uh, Spirulina does that also, but um, if I were dealing with that in a really serious way, I'd probably be taking both of them. But you need to be careful where the algae comes from. Now, as far as other spirulina on the market goes, um, there are many brands out there. The first thing I'd say is 70% of what is sold in the U.S. as spirulina is coming from China, approximately 70%. And I personally would not recommend taking spirulina from China. Even stuff that is called organic is um, oftentimes polluted, uh, uh, taken from a polluted lake, and uh, is all irradiated before it gets here. So um, I don't recommend Chinese spirulina. A lot of times it's rebranded with another name. Um, There is... Other sources, there are other sources of spirulina besides China. Um, you know, Hawaiian is a U.S. source, for example. A lot of people like Hawaiian spirulina because it's grown in the U.S. and it's definitely uh, different standards of production than what's happening in China. Uh, one of the things that I would say about the Hawaiian spirulina right now is, uh, and this is not being acknowledged, but there is a tremendous uh, radioactivity level that's going on in the Pacific right now that is affecting that spirulina. Um, right now there's, for instance, a guy who's swimming across the Pacific, believe it or not, swimming across the Pacific, hard to imagine, but he wow. has to be taken out of the water uh, frequently because of the uh, radioactive level, and he's nowhere near Japan. Um, so, uh, and I just say that to just say, look, Guys, there's more going on here than what we realize. And um, so there, there, that's one of the things about the Hawaiian spirulina. Uh, it used to be one of the top spirulinas out there, although they do not have the high phycocyanin content that we're marketing. Uh, it's not that they don't have any of it. Uh, they do grow some that gets pretty high, but um, not to the level that we can grow it here Um partly because of expertise in growing and partly because of climate. Uh, so there, there are different factors that influence our ability to get a lot of uh, phycocyanin. So um, anyway, I, you know, this is not the cheapest spirulina. It's not the most expensive either, by the way. I've seen some that cost more. But um, w- it is definitely the best, the high phycocyanin content, uh, the purity of it, um and there's there's some other details about that that you can read about on our website Uh, the whole organic thing is a very big deal with spirulina uh, because uh well it's kind of a long story but uh, i guess I'll, i'll save it you can go to go to our website and read about that but we actually say that ours is better than organic which we feel that it is and for reasons that again you can read about on the website but um so there there are many issues going on there with Spirulina. Uh, some of the stuff that's on the Internet about Spirulina is not true. Uh, even uh, Dr. Mercola, many people have heard of him. He has the largest uh, health website in the world, mm-hmm. um, and um, he's a great guy, and he actually is a great uh, promoter of Spirulina. He realizes what a good thing it is. But, you know, nothing against him, but he's kind of new to the game compared to us, and he makes uh, mistakes and he just recently published a great article about spirulina just came out in the last week and he says things in there and he has in other articles that are not true, like he refers to it, for example, as a single-celled algae. Actually, I think in this article, he might not have done that. He might have figured that out, but it's not a single-celled algae and uh, you might say, well, so what, you know, but actually there are problems associated with single-celled algaes that some people on the internet have said, oh, this is one of the reasons why you have to be careful with spirulina. Well, actually, that's not true. You don't because it's not an issue because it's not a single-stop (laughs) algae. So there are things like that out there uh, just to be aware of. And I I would say to the listeners who are listening to this, um, you know, if you ever have questions about stuff like that, feel free to write to us or even call us, and we will do our best to get you Uh, accurate information Um, so uh, there are other spirulina out there is other spirulina out there that is decent Uh, there's nothing in the realm of what we have in terms of its purity its potency and also the process that we do to it with quantum infusion so Mm -hmm. I I would say you, you know that's why we guarantee it you know when you buy a jar of it as a retail customer you can eat the whole jar and say, "I didn't like it," and we refund everything except the shipping. We're happy to do that, so um you know it's like it's like getting a sample in a way, uh, only it's a whole month. you know you can try it for a whole month. Mm,
0: so. yeah, I don't think that's going to happen with people taking advantage of that and returning it because they're gonna feel the benefits from the very first time. It almost is. A little bit like a detox as well. So if your body, if you're not used to um, this sort of a product, when you first take it, you will feel a shift, and it's a lightedness. Yeah. It's um, you really are eating light, so it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Plus the integrity of your company. I do just want to say, it is. We've called it this before. It is a new earth company. And we support you for that, and we thank you for oh my goodness, almost forty years of dedication here, working with the father, the grandfather of Spirulina, Dr. Christopher Hill Hills. That is um, a remarkable kudos to both you and Lindia. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And, and just as a little side note, Christopher Hill's grandson, Christopher Hills the fifth actually works in our company now too, which is a whole other story of serendipity, how that happened. But uh, we're delighted uh, because he brings a tremendous – gosh, I don't even know what words to put around it, but he he brings something to the company that is quite wonderful that we're we're eternally grateful for. And we're also grateful for you for, uh, you know, featuring us in this way. We appreciate it a lot.
0: Well, Lance, thank you so much again. I use this product in my life, and my cousin uses it, and my Cosma Mama Shirley Irene uses it. Uh, she has felt an immediate effect for the oxygen levels in her uh, body, and that's been helping her tremendously. So these examples that we have just by using it in our own life is what is truth for me and that's why we share it with everyone so someday soon you well you already have it but there's a big library of nearly 40 years of of testimonials coming in about the incredible benefits of this product and so we invite our community to check it out that would be the biolumina spirulina and then the Intrinity plus is your new emf protection device and again thank you for that kudos <laughs> thank you so much yeah, for so awesome. being here um, as we wrap it up is there anything you'd like to close with
1: well, I would just say that uh, you know we call ourselves the solution company and um, mm. going forward what we're doing is we're looking at what we consider to be significant uh, challenges and also significant opportunities that is to say how do we protect ourselves from the foolishness that's going on on the planet and at the same time how do we lift ourselves into a higher frequency so that we can then do what it is we came here to do, which is to help others to wake up. Um, So we're working on some really exciting stuff, and hopefully we'll get to share some more of that in this way in the future as we go forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you have an open door to come on and share those products with us, and again, we just thank you again for the integrity of your business, and I've said it many times, but it truly is a new earth business, and raising our frequency, assimilating light, bringing more light into our body with this beautiful product, Biolumina Spirulina. Thank you so much, Lance, and this is really a way that we can take charge of our own health by using things that are really beneficial for it, and that is spirulina. Thank you so much, Lance, for this quantum conversation. Now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart, and we do that in a fun, mellow way. is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com Namaste
2: The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID, followed by the pound key. Thank you. Guest ID accepted.